The following is as close to an official statement from the godless heathens as you're ever going to get. We try to, quote, keep it real on this podcast with ourselves and the people and the topics discussed, but we haven't been completely transparent about the rationale behind the show, and we need to come clean. For all the impassioned, sometimes ill-informed rants, we never discuss the single largest motivation for the godless heathens, and it sucks that we were called out on it by a non-friend of the pod, Reverend Robert Jeffers. We're, of course, talking about our devotion to Moloch, the demon god. We never thought that they'd catch on because, other than him, who else would ever suspect the godless heathens and a large swath of the democratic electorate worships a Canaanite deity associated in biblical sources with the practice of human sacrifice. We even tried to throw them off the scent, talking about the satanic temple on a couple of episodes. But alas, no bueno. The good reverend and the recently departed Fox Talking News head stayed on the case, and they blew the lid right off our secret. One that may affect many of you, too. We're here for you, liberal friends of Moloch. You're free. You don't have to pretend any longer. The godless heathens do not condone or encourage human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, or even sacrifice lives. Your guilt and complicity may vary. If neighbors hate your eight-foot faux god Moloch statue, just shout, Religious Freedom! Then drop the mic. I went out one spring morning to find myself a friend, someone I could believe in until the very end. I found myself the devil, he was sitting in a bar. Bought me 15 rum and cokes and then he went too far Now the devil is my friend, the devil is my friend Wherever I go, the devil go, the devil is my friend Guitar! Evil opportunity of from the abyss, a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from our podcast pulpit. And remember, <laughs> trust in your faith. Block out the secular haters and feel free to what? <laughs> and feel his word every day. What the hell? What are you reading? What are you reading? I think I must have pulled up an old one. <laughs> oh my god, he's oh he's on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the April Fool's. Oh, uh, so, yeah. I thought that something. So oh, that's hilarious. So here, in other words, Don't duck duck go, go that, that shit. shit. <laughs> You, I can't believe you still have that. I don't know how that came up on the top so either. So, is there, is there any reason? <laughs> and, it's, and I'm mocking myself, even though it's going to just sound like sound like I'm mocking you. Well, you are but, mocking me. Well, prior to this conversation, I slogged my way through a couple of paragraphs, or one paragraph that I couldn't say, yeah. and I had to do like four takes. Now, now you know how hard it is to say Godless Heathen and, Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like I, I feel like I flub it every every episode. So, is there a reason you might not be in your A game today? Yeah, you seem like uh, you're just I, slightly, slightly off, little, little dry in the fuzzy land, dehydrated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did have a little bit of a party going on last night. We had a hell of a party last break night. Break in our new deck and drink some new. Beers. I think that's about the fifth new deck party. Yeah, I, I like how the new deck. Is, it's an excuse. It's the reason for. A lot of soirees. You know, we've got to break in the new deck. 
And it's not broken yet, so we no, need to no, keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of people on the deck, and it held up. So Yeah, very nice. Very fun. We, we sampled a number of beers. Yeah. We sampled Too many. A, a few rums yeah. and a little cornhole and a little Cards Against Humanity, among other things. And then uh, we played a game of Where's Jeff? I found him. Passed out in the bed. That actually fits. <laughs> that actually fits. Episode 51. Couldn't think of anything 51 other than I checked the Patreon account, and there has not been an $11 million deposit, so oh, we're, we're still here. We're, we're back for another uh, one. The aliens <laughs> took it. Yeah. I guess I have to cancel the lease on maybe, the... Maybe there's like a, a... You have to wait 14 days for, for it to clear. Yeah, I suppose something yeah, that right. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. there's still I'm, hope. I'm sure there's it's just hope. caught up in the paperwork. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to Patreon and find out what's going on with that. You let us know how that yeah. goes in yeah. show 52. <laughs> uh, I did not bring an alcoholic beverage, but I have a very boring protein shake. Basically my breakfast. Uh, that's recovery what, drink? That, is that's that what, that what I'm drinking. Yeah. I've had nothing all morning but water and, and a Coca-Cola, and that's it. Coffee and water. Yeah, we're doing this. It's 1 o'clock on a Sunday, yeah. uh, Sunday the 6th, because Jerry's going to be out of town all next week. We're doing this early. It's still going to come out on its normal day, but we're yeah. recording it early. Just kind of give you an idea of the time frame. So if we say something about Dotard. Uh, it'll be outdated. Yeah, it'll be, be outdated you know. by then. Jeff wasn't going to let that happen, though. No. What are we drinking? We're all well, having the same thing, and okay. this is awesome. So I don't know. On the last podcast, before we got on the air, we were talking about Jerry's beer that he had. Or maybe it was, it was, on, it was on, on there. Okay. It was on the yeah. show. I it remember. made the show. Okay. It made um, the final cut. But let this be a reminder five minutes in. He just does not, not listen, listen to, to his show. own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I did the one before. So. No. He's, all right. The one that was. But anyway. He's an episode totally behind. about he's you. A, he's an episode <laughs> yeah, behind on listening yeah. to his own show. Hey, I'm famous. <laughs> so anyway, you were talking about, we were talking about the drink that you were uh, I mentioned beer. that your beer, when poured, looked like a Yoohoo. Ah, yes, right. and that's that was the uh, genesis uh, of like today's drink. Religious term, but it's like yeah. So if if we took a Yoohoo and added some alcohol, how to can it, we well, how can we liquor up a, a Yoohoo? Yeah, and so I got some Yoohoo with full intention of experimenting at our party last night, but didn't happen. You no, know, I was beamed out a little bit too early to do it, and it's probably a good thing I didn't do it. And it's from the biggest bottle of Kahlua. I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's you like the fact that it's plastic. Too, yeah, because that I is uh, you buy Kahlua ass. in that big of a bottle, you might fall down regularly. So, what <laughs> so. is made with Kahlua from the giant bottle, other than this? Oh, I know uh, what it was. Is um, we were doing White Russians. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. And so we were on that kick for a while. I think it was last winter, something like that. And saw this big economy size bottle. You figure, hey, what what we don't drink in White Russians, we can always pour in our coffee. And a Yoohoo. Yeah, or you and now Yoohoo's. Yeah, this yeah. is actually really really good. It is good. So we're calling this. I don't know if it's trademarked or not, but Yoohoo's. Yoohoo's. So you know, because it's Yoohoo mm-hmm. with Kahlua. So, and then if you added vodka in addition, it could be a Yahooligan. See, you're already thinking of brand spinoffs. Yeah. Oh. a boy. Yeah. You and need to think of one for this podcast so we can make more money off it. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait till for episode 52 on that as well. Unless we get that deposit, then we're out of here. Yeah. If you never, ever see an episode 52, the, money the, the 11 million cleared. Okay, so I got triggered by topic number one. This all originated from a tweet. This is a tweet from Hemet, the uh, friendly, friendly editor, atheist. The friendly atheist said... Someone revoked this man's atheism card. And there is a link and a paragraph pullout from a New York Times story on newlyweds. It says, while neither persuaded the other on the matter of belief, Mr. Lemieux now goes to church with Miss Elmore. 
Atheism is not a core strong thing for me, so attending church and praying is something that I do with her and that I respect. Her faith is important to her, and my atheism is not important to me. And as we have discussed, Hemet is a, a resource treasure for the atheist community that I don't always agree with his editorial choices. Be- and because we're free thinkers or we're not locked up <laughs> totally. uh, with, with everybody else? Yeah. I'm not a member of your Hammett Church, man. <laughs> uh, but that one kind of resonated with me. In, in, in like a, in so like you're a, pro take his card? I am pro the conversation about it, absolutely. Okay. And there weren't a ton of comments on the Twitter feed, but hmm. they were... Mostly in support of the the guy, the bride and groom. Yeah, and and for, for what I can understand from just the one paragraph that he tweeted, this is a couple that he's an atheist, she's a believer, and he's kind of going along to get along is what it sounds like. Hey, it makes her happy, and happy wife, happy life, and so on and so forth. And these folks that are in the article do not seem to be the usual demographic for these articles, which I think are at least weekly. They're normal impossibly successful, graduated from Harvard and then worked for two mm-hmm. years on a State Department fellowship. They got famous parents and they live in a loft in Chelsea. Much more rich, connected, but the New York Times audience, the yeah. core audience of, of the New York Times. These two are not like it. And I realized later that the whole point of this was the, he's an atheist, she's religious, they put aside their differences and came well, together for love. <laughs> he put aside his difference. <laughs> yeah, the, right. She didn't put aside yeah. shit. Yes. Right. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> and and she didn't she didn't force them. It felt kind of clear that she wasn't budging. So you could, if you were being uncharitable, say he caved. Well, he's obviously not a militant atheist by any stretch of the imagination. He's not an anti-theist. He sounds right? more like an apatheist. You don't even have to be an anti-theist to be an out-atheist. No. No, but my point is he's obviously not against religion. Otherwise, when he found that out and they're dating, he probably would have scratched that off the list. Well, that's the the thing. He did kind of scratch it off the list, and then he put it back on the list. They broke up. Oh, I didn't. They broke up over. They, they, they broke up over the religious over, differences. Over, yeah, but he realized that that there was something deeper. The next day, that he that yep. the, she was more important to him than his non-belief. Like I said, going along to get along, going to church, putting up a good front, right, uh, was was more important to her than it was to him, then he was willing to, to do that. There's a lot of people that do that. They just don't have articles written about him in the New York Times. <laughs> I remember the story of uh, Mr. Deedee and how when he grew up, he was raised Mormon, and then when he became an adult and broke away from the church, his dad took the position of, what? I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was an option. I've been dragging you kids to the temple, you know, for you know, your whole lives. Mom was the one that was the one that was religious. I don't believe this shit. He was saying where it pissed his dad off more than it pissed his mom off that he was leaving the church because he didn't play along for all this stuff. What have I been doing for all these years? (laughs) So the appeal is that atheist crosses over for love. Mm -hmm. And the atheist part of me is like atheist caves. So back to the original tweet for a second. The card part is the other aspect about this. Revoke this guy's atheist card. Right. I didn't like that. Yeah, who exactly issues the cards? 
Right. But when you say that about a man card, there is no man card. And I think that that's what the tweet is in spirit of. Uh, turn in your man card. You're watching women's soccer. Yeah. I mean, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And women's soccer was a, or maybe not the best way to do this because I am a huge fan. So I'll just say that before you rip me. <laughs> but you get the point, hopefully. Yeah. If there was an atheist card, should one of the tenets be that atheism is obviously important to you to even have this? One thing I can definitely say, and I, and I don't know, I don't even know the person's name. I don't know this guy's name. But Mr. one thing Lemieux. I Lemieux. Like Mario Lemieux. One thing I can tell you about him. He was not raised in an evangelical or some sort of strict, traditional cr- Christian home. They do not get into either of their perspectives. Well, because is. if so, I believe his atheism would be more important to him, having broken away from some sort of dogmatic mm-hmm. upbringing. Where if he was raised in a secular home or a home like I was raised in, a secular Catholic home or a secular Jewish home or anything like that, where religion wasn't a very big part of your upbringing, it's not like your, your atheism may not mean as much to you that, that, I can see that. Uh, as somebody that broke free from an oppressing... Now, if it's not important to you, are you really an atheist or are you just a, are you just a nun? That's what I said, an apatheist. Yeah. He's more of an apatheist. Doesn't believe, but doesn't care. But again, I mean, the definition, you know, atheism is lack of belief in a God. So he could lack of belief in a God and be doing this stuff. So I don't don't see why that's yanking the card away because he's, by definition, probably still an atheist, even though he... So not that atheism is a capital S struggle, but it is maybe not an oppressed minority, but... Please. Definitely, we're not on the ends of power in a lot of ways, society as a whole, but especially power and political office, which kind of hurts our cause. So when he says his atheism is not important to me, then I don't know if I want you to have the card because you don't feel like you're you're one of us as I define them. I, I wonder how much his atheism is going to mean to him in a few years when they start having kids. And his wife is telling the children, if you don't do well, this, if you don't was, do this, you're going to burn in what hell. Came to my mind. Now they're totally raising their kids in the church. Yeah. Well, okay. So if, if they even have, have kids now. And I also wonder, I'd love to be a fly, not necessarily on the wall, but on, maybe on the headliner or the window of the car on the ride home from church when these two, when they're, when they're discussing the, the service that they just attended and, and the message of the sermon. Is he planting seeds? Yeah, I understand what he said, but there's also this side, you know, kind of given a different... That, or is he just got? Is he even going that So that's an along? interesting a- aspect because it's not at that... When you're explaining that to kids, that is a confusing message to a seven-year-old. Yes, with the because, next messages, you mean? Well, yeah, yeah, because you've just gone somewhere... To where they're telling you things. There's an authority figure that yeah. stood up for an hour yeah. and yeah. just, and just said this. And, yeah. And yeah. by the way, and this is what it means. Not and, anything else. Yeah. Like, this is what it means. Right. And, and then him, dad's in the front seat of the car going, yeah, well, that whole 6,000-year thing, yeah. you know, carbon dating. Yeah. First of all, good way to create the triangle with your spouse. You're going to confuse your seven-year-old. So Ununited front. Yeah. And, and, a, and like, to just point a mixed message, mm-hmm. but... If atheism's not a core strong thing, I guess I don't understand that kind of atheism. That just means 
Um, but it's, it's, not there. it's, yeah. it's hard None. to make that, to, to go there based on that one or two sentences. I mean, he could just be saying that I'm not an activist atheist. Yeah. You know, that I'm not going to ruffle feathers. And I, you know, I know quite he, a few people he, like he, that. She likes to go, so I go with her. She, she likes right. for me to go with her. I sit there. Yeah. I, I'm polite. You know, <laughs> I'm not, you know. Well, it's kind of like when I go visit my dad and, you but, know, we go to so, the church there. I will go. I will, you know, lip sync through some of the songs and things like that. Yeah. Bow my head. And just make sure your old man doesn't see you roll your eyes when. Yeah, or, it's, or flip off the pastor yeah, right there when he says something that's about atheists. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> took it a little level farther than I thought you would. <laughs> but he says atheism is not a core strong thing for me. Her faith is important to her, and my atheism is not important to me. And at that point, you feel a little. As a traitor to the cause, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a little too strident. I think maybe, but and and maybe he he could have worded it better, saying that her religion is more important to her than my atheism is to me. Uh, he he kind of took it as this is important to her, and this is not important to me at all whatsoever. You think that if he was given a second shot, he would have said it differently? I don't, I don't know if he would or not. But or if somebody interviewed him and asked and him to yeah, elaborate on that. Kind of drill down on that a little bit more because whether you're a believer or whether you're an atheist, it's part of who you are. And that is naturally going to have some sort of importance to you, a, a certain level of importance to you. Basically, there's varying levels your belief or, or lack yeah. of belief so Hemet, though, means to you. So Hemet, on the public atheist side and on the... The atheist right side, say it loud, say it proud, does feel like a betrayal. That's the vibe I got, kind of low-level betrayal. You can still love your wife, defend atheism, as opposed to what he did here, which was not trash it. I think the faithful who read this article will be like, that's nice and kind of a win. You know, yeah, it's like I wish all win. you atheists like, would suck it up it, and respect. They're, they're thinking that eventually they're going to have an altar call after the sermon one Sunday, and he's he's going to stand up and walk on up to the front of the church and accept Jesus into his heart and get baptized. And either that's going to happen, or he's just a doormat, and it's going to continue like this the rest of his life, and he's just going to go along uh, because that's what it takes. Or eventually, he's going to snap <laughs> and just like enough. So my curiosity is how this article even came up, because this appears, I mean, it's not a famous couple that I'm aware of from the article. They're not. They're just like a couple, you know, a couple that got married. So like who decided to make this story available to the New York Times? It's just like a human interest piece. Right. They do this every, they do this every week. This is in their At least every week. Sunday magazine right. or whatever. They you know, do the a religion they, they section do. or something. No. Or? No. no? Yeah. Oh. It's a wedding. <laughs> It's about how it's about engagements, yeah. and th- just, this is the puffiest of puff style pieces. It is about marriage. It's about how people met. It's about their background. It's, but it would it would be no different than if she was Catholic and he was Hindu or Muslim or something. And it, it's just two people from different walks of life who don't necessarily agree and that's on, not, on their religious outlook. Right. That's not. This is not a normal. Or an average article for this section. It's usually yeah. way more say yes to the dress, 
TLC reality show stuff where you just but, see how people met and hear about yeah, their stories. And, but this was the interesting thing about this couple. That, which is why it's there. Which is why it's, it, it, like, if she was a Redskins fan and he was a Cowboys fan, that would be the hook of the article. Right. You know, so, how do these two so get along? Here's you know? the other part that I didn't realize that pushed my button until I just read it again. <laughs> Next to the last paragraph, the woman... Ms. Elmore said she had heard something in all that he said that put her concerns about their differing beliefs to rest. Quote, he's very open-minded, she said. I had dated people that were not religious, that didn't so much appreciate that about me, mocked it, or didn't understand it. And I had no reason not to believe her, because there are probably people that did. Like, oh, you're religious? Like, mm, that's, you that's know, gonna be a problem. That's yeah. a deal breaker for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Or somebody who was... Uh, a less subtle and less nice and kind of put her down. But you're not hearing the quote where she says she's going to be open-minded about his right, lack of right. faith. No, no, no. It, it, oh, no, it no. is totally yeah. from the well, point of view that this way he gets this about me. So he caved. Yeah. She clearly was not going to cave. Well, she's the owner of the truth with a capital T, and he's just somebody that's lost in the wilderness. Right. That part... It's all from the religious side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. relationship it, seems to be a one-way street. The atheist right. is no doing compromise. all the giving mm-hmm. up. And maybe, right. to his point, he doesn't care. What a what a great story. True love conquers all. Right. Well, I would like to have a follow-up story five years from now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see at? where they are in five or ten years. I would say even a couple years. I don't even know if I care. Because whatever happens to them happens. But... As an atheist, which is a whole atheist card, you know, have you ever said you're a card-carrying atheist? Yeah. Or have you ever, yeah. So you can use that analogy all over the place. For once, I read one of these and was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about because the guy doesn't feel like one of us or maybe doesn't understand what that means to the people who... It means something, too. Well, part of the backdrop on this also is he lives in the Denver area. And at least Denver is not, my understanding, super religious. There's Colorado Springs, I think, is very heavily. So it's kind of like if you lived in areas, you know, religion isn't as domineering like it is in the South. Then maybe you're not confronted with those kind of things on a daily basis. It seems Mm -hmm. like they've been very progressive on their laws in Colorado, especially of late. So it's not really a, a huge in-your-face kind of issue like it is in the South. So I, I can understand why he might say it's not that big of a deal where in the South. He went to Colorado State University. Where's that? Colorado Springs, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Colorado University of Colorado's in Boulder. I'm right. not sure about uh, uh, Colorado, Colorado State. Colorado Springs had definitely yeah. Very uh, has like Grand Rapids to Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's the bigger city mm. with the problems and the more liberal politics in Grand Rapids and on the more, west side. Betsy DeVos country. That's that's the white flight area? It is not white flight, but it is white. It, they were it, there it, already. It, it, yeah. A lot more conservative, yeah, you know, hard Dutch red, yeah. kind of loosening up like a lot <laughs> of mid-sized cities are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry for beating that one to death, but... No, that's fine. I'm actually, I'm getting a vision from Moloch right now. <laughs> um, if this couple is still together in five years, she will still be a believer. He will still be an atheist, but they will not attend church. Because, I don't know. Because I mean, all of his anti-religious arguments, she will chalk up as anti-church arguments, not anti 
religion arguments. That's what Moloch's telling me. He, that's the message that he's implying upon me. Well, he's art. talking to me, and he's saying something entirely different. I don't know. I, well, <laughs> Moloch's telling me that he only talks to me. So <laughs> Moloch's telling me that I feel like I've, I've crapped on this, this couple, and I, and I, I don't... But that's my prediction. I, I, we'll start a pool. I, I'm throwing a dollar in the middle of the table, and that, that's my prediction. Five years. So is criticizing them the same as kind of crapping on them? No, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think crapping on them is saying they're both a couple of idiots, and I don't, you know, I don't think this is an unusual thing in this day and age where on the dating scene where some people are having to navigate this kind of stuff. Okay, you found another point to trigger me on it. Oh. You, <laughs> Boom. Al- you always. You always have had to navigate it. Who normally does the giving up? Oh, absolutely. Right. Almost it's the same thing the on, on politics. You know, yeah, I, want, I want to see the story in the New York Times where it's the opposite. And the person, the you, person, you, the person you, of faith, okay. you know, Are you talking accepts, from the faithful versus the faithless or the male versus female? Like the guy is the one that got no, always, okay. faith. Right. faith so I want to make uh, clear what you were saying. Versus Versus a believer. Okay. I'd like to see where the believer said, I respect his decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I respect. I, my uh, husband finds my religion uh, to, to be uh, barbaric and, and disgusting. No. And I have chosen to no longer. T- <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna no. <laughs> More than in. A force for evil in the world. Right. No. That's <laughs> right. You don't stay married with that language like that. But I want the other side. I want to hear well, my where the faith the faith, isn't as important to me. Yeah. No, I want to see. I want them to give up something. I want them to acknowledge the atheist. I want them to acknowledge the atheist belief. I want them to be okay with the lack of faith. Yeah. I want them to say we are not raising raising our kids in a in a church because my husband or wife doesn't believe in it. I we, want. To we see don't take the children. We we go to church every other weekend. The other weekend we go uh, brewery hopping. And uh, we won't take the children to the church until they're old enough to decide whether they want to go. That ain't happening either. I, I, yeah. None of that. No. Uh, and if it happens, you certainly don't hear about it, and you definitely don't hear about it on the, the screens of the New York Times. So stop kicking atheists. Right. And atheists, stop helping people kick us. But well, one other little nugget of this thing, too, is so it says the minister is from the Church of Christ. That's a very conservative denomination. That's the church they go to? Well, that's the one that's marrying him. So I assume Ooh. that's what her background is, if he's kind of doing this for her. And this is the one that doesn't believe in musical instruments. You know, it's all a cappella. You know, so there's a lot of things that they're very fundamentalist about in that church. So that's why I'm saying I don't, I don't see this thing as panning out in the long run. The thing they have in common is they like to hike why a you, mountain. Why do you guys feel like you got to comment on their chances of them staying together or not? That's the part I don't understand. Well, because, I mean, articles like this just give you the fluffy, oh, you know, love at first sight, they're, and they're, they're able to look they're, past. This is not an anomaly. Every one of these articles is written from the, isn't love great isn't marriage great? Uh-huh. Aren't these two people great? They've got interesting resumes and careers. They're getting married in an interesting place. And for their honeymoon, they're doing something even more into, in, interesting. It's like an Instagram influencer mm. before yeah. Instagram influencers were a thing. Those, that's always in the pages of, of, these, of these articles. It's reaffirming traditional values of marriage and two people getting together and success 
And it was the people who, for the longest time, the New York Times was, like, dense to it because it felt like you, they were just, like, rubbing it in your yeah, face. Yeah, it's like, here's a couple more interesting than you and your boring-ass Fabulous, you know. and they're going to be way more successful, mm-hmm. and you are not in that club. And these people are way more, quote, normal. Well, the other thing that I kind of wonder, and that's why they have this article in here at this particular time, is kind of a, trying to show that there's hope for a divided nation. That a Trump, now they're not saying anything about their politics here, but I'm saying, you know, like a Trump mega hat wearing person no, can, no. can get along with a, uh, you know, a super liberal or whatever. And so a hardcore Christian can get along with an atheist. So Because all, why? Because it was a compromise. It wasn't a compromise. Because, yeah. the, because right. the atheist caved. 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 Because mm-hmm. one of them gave in. Because yeah, there that's would be no... the uncharitable way of saying it, right? And you right. know, and they're going to people who disagree are going to be like, "Screw you, right. bitter assholes." They were in love. Why can't you just be okay right. with them being in love and leave the politics angle and the religious angle all out of that? I could hear people, even people that yeah. we know. You know, saying that to us. Maybe they're shouting at their speaker and, right now. And I would say that uh, if this was just a random couple that we picked, that, fine. But they had an article written about them in a, in a major newspaper. So they, yeah. they put it out there. We're and, allowed to, to uh, yeah. give an opinion and critique it. Yeah, and Hemet put it out there as a discussion point. Oh, yeah, you said there are some comments on there. Are, are there any interesting comments from the Twitter post? Yeah, wait, there's a card now? Where well, which is you kind of my comment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, wasn't, there wasn't a ton... Honestly, of back and forth, and I think hmm. part of the reason is because it's it's kind of a sticky topic. You mean you because mean to tell me there wasn't a lot of you know, like really insightful comments on on Twitter? It, it can there can be, <laughs> uh, there definitely can be. That's why I'm on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't because maybe people would be afraid of sounding like a sour, bitter, the stereotype of atheists yeah. who are the angry atheists and why can't you just accept their happiness and they Marianne Williamson their relationship and you're just not happy about it. Bitter, black-hearted old crank. Maybe there's a thread of it on there. But I think the reason why Hemet put the original tweet in there is he was kind of feeling that too. Mm-hmm. And... Everything's great when your side gives up. Your side's given something. Maybe it shouldn't be that transactional. It does feel like our side usually does most of the bending over backwards. Yep. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So now that we've spent 15 or so minutes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like 50. Um, Not, hopefully not trashing. But this lovely it does, it, right, it, you're you're pissed that they're together and they love each other. Yes, <laughs> fuck love. You, you ghoul. <laughs> that couple who I would trade places with and they would never right. trade places with me. Grouchy, that couple, grouchy ghoul. <laughs> so most of the people in this group, probably a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, definitely us on the liberal progressive side of the ball, and are very out about our opinions. A See, lot of times associate them with atheism. Based on the one uh, listener we've had on the show, I thought they were all younger <laughs> creationists. That's, that's just me. Do we repel potential allies because our politics are, are so liberal that we kind of assume... We push uh, ex- away atheists from the right and the middle? Yeah. 
because there were people in the on the podcast when we were talking about the uh, the survey of people who are extremely conservative to extremely liberal, yeah. and there are there are conservative atheists, but they don't necessarily last or hang out very long in the skeptics at the pub. events. <laughs> and right, right. one time, and I learned this the hard way one time, where I was sitting to an older guy, and it was day that ends in Y, so Dotard had just done something like just, oh, like, yeah. you know, WTF this. Started without thinking, talking about it in that manner mm-hmm. to the guy next to me, and he's like, well, I think he's absolutely right. And yeah, doing a wonderful job. And I extracted my foot out of my mouth, and I kind of prodded, like, oh, so you you voted for him. You're a fan. He goes, yeah. And I didn't know what to say after that because I had gotten the conversation off to such a bang-up start. I hadn't seen him at future ones, and I wonder if it is a welcoming enough environment for people who are not as liberal as us. And is that possible? And if it's happening... How much of it is our fault? And because we say in the opening of the show... Which leads to the questions, can we change and do we want to? We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Ah. And it's our assumption... That everybody is left of center. Yeah. And is if it you too, don't have a God belief. Is that the wrong kind of association or basis for an atheist group? To get back to the card-carrying analogy, is that what's on our card is you have to believe in progressive values in order to hang out. I guess I'd have to look at the humanist manifesto. It seemed like last time I looked at that, that most of those values very much align themselves align themselves with, with progressive, progressive yeah. value. Thinking the same thing, that if, if you're an atheist, that's one thing. Yeah. It, now, if you're a humanist atheist, you're probably already on the left of the center, if you go along with those tenets. Yeah, and, and, and so if there. we're also using the label of we're a humanist community as well, then who, some... Who puts that label on there other than you? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the, the, the events are your events, mm-hmm. so you can call them whatever you want. Oh, yeah. You're the organizer. Well, I think on our Facebook page, I think we say Marietta, atheist, humanist, skeptic, Whatever Is I can the mash initials yeah. or whatever, so you know to be, Just to be inclusive. Well, but I mean it's the same kind of thing we were talking about. Conservative churches back in the day, if I, you know, as a progressive Christian, would have walked into a conservative church, and, and we did. Yeah, you you immediately I, knew you were yeah, not this in is, your. This, this is, is not your group. Not a fit. I can't convince all these people. To come around to my yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not pulling these people. And you know, they're not the going to convince me, you know, of, of, you know, vice versa. So it's like, <laughs> it's not a good fit. So I'm going to move along. How would you compromise on those values to include a mega-wearing atheist? I don't know because how much should politics, because a lot of the stuff that we talk about as atheists get back to policy. That's how politics even gets into it. Other than the fact that particularly now, that it's hard not to talk about politics. Oh, absolutely. When you talk about religion? Just in general. I was just, I was thinking it's kind of like a thing of which one of the two is the most important to you? Which do you put more importance to? Your, your liberal politics or your atheism? Are you more apt to join a group because it's a liberal group and then find your, your atheist allies in that group? Or are you more likely to join an atheist group and then look for your liberal allies? I think you join for the atheism, and if the politics don't match, 
you don't stick around. That makes sense. And if politics comes up in a way that you don't associate necessarily with your atheism. Yeah. It's almost like if you were to attend, like, say, a Democratic breakfast. For, uh, for a liberal candidate, whatever. We talked about, yeah, which we talked about. doing that stuff. And, yeah. you, and you go, and you don't know anybody there. It's your first time there. You sit down, you're talking to a poop, you know, you're sitting at a table of eight. You find out five of the people at your table are atheists. That's a plus. It's, hey, great. But it's not why you were there to begin with. If you find out that the other seven people at your table are dyed-in-the-wool believers, but you all agree politically, you're... They're still your allies. They're still your allies, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how you could have just an atheist conversation and avoid politics. Because yeah. one of the main fights that we're having now is the separation of church, church and state. state. And the other side right now, evangelicals and Republicans, seem to be using hardcore Christianity as a weapon. Using their political leverage. That's right. one of the, it's, right. well, I was yeah. say, it's one yeah. of the legs holding up the table yeah. of the Republican platform. So if we're to be able to remain atheists and remain safe in that, and, you know, so more people can come out. Politics is the way you're going to be able to change some of those things. The religious freedom thing that they're pushing now is obviously for evangelical Christianity. It's not for any other form of Christianity. Right. Well, that's, non- I mean, that's an Orwellian name anyway, religious freedom. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just inherently ridiculous. Yeah. I just thought they of want- another reason why the politics would match more. This guy that voted for Dotard and, and was a fan— and Dotard gets impeached, loses the election, and you have President Pence. You have President Pence now. Yep. So you, as a conservative atheist, are where on that guy being president. So that's when you— Is your conservatism more important than your atheism? Right. Is your just, party affiliation yep. more important right, than the right. fact that that party absolutely wants to put a, a boot on your neck? I just thought of a test to figure out which one's most important. Oh, atheist card test. Atheist card oh, test. Security <laughs> test. You don't even need a piece of paper for this one. You walk into a meeting, and there's two tables of seven people. Each table has one empty chair in it. And you can sit at either table, and you know for a fact that one table has seven conservative atheist sitting at the table. The other table has seven Christian liberals sitting at the table. Which table do you sit at? Well, I would definitely sit at the Christian liberal table myself. Because policy is more important than religious belief in your case. Advancing church-state separation issues, they're on board with that. It's more easy. Oh, big assumption. Well, assumption. to me, I was thinking it's easier to put aside your religious difference with the members of that group because you're on board with so many more things then right. you would be able to put aside all those things right. when you have that one thing in common with the other yeah, seven. I've said that before, that atheism yeah. is just one box that yeah. we check differently. All the other things on our list, social justice, the environment, all those kind of things are going to be in alignment. So it's like if we are to continue to be able to inhabit this earth, we need those kind of allies. Still, I'm not going to hide that I'm I would, an atheist. I believe the same thing. I would sit at the same table. I think... I would roll my eyes a lot more often sitting at the conservative atheist table. Probably just roll my eyes when the food's served and they want to say grace at the uh, Christian liberal table. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the conversation would probably go pretty normal. So then what you're saying is we should reach out more to other liberals and not worry about conservative atheists. No, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying our atheist movement should, but us as individuals, we definitely should form partnerships. Which you never said. Which table would you sit at? You'd sit on the floor. Yeah. That's kind of an easy answer. I would sit on the Christian liberals, but there's a lot of assumptions being made about that. 
the assumption is that the liberal Episcopalians or liberal Catholics or whatever they are aren't going to pursue any religious-based policies. I'm not so sure. Right, and I agree with you there. William Barber, we've talked about him several times on this podcast, and I can't remember the name of his latest organization, you know, that's kind of trying to push against um, the religious right. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's willing to compromise or to reach across to the non-religious by toning down his language. So, I mean, his politics are all based on the Bible. He quotes from the Bible, cherry picks, just like the Republicans Everybody do. Everybody does. But, and so to me, so if we were at that Christian table and everything was Jesus taught this, yeah. Jesus, I would get very uncomfortable with that. It's like... The game is you're going to be inherently unhappy probably at both. You're being forced yeah, into a, you're making a choice compromise. you don't want to make. Right, I, th- right. I think one thing, and I guess the way I would look at it, is religion is inherently conservative for the most part. You, well, what's dominating, re- yeah. dominating, yes, definitely. It's yes. not necessarily conservative, but it's, it's hierarchical. There is a pretty strict hierarchy in every religious group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether it's top-down Catholicism or even in individual churches and who they're connected with. But they're not necessarily conservative, but those type of organizations as a whole are always more conservative conservative and and traditional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the point I was working towards was I think a conservative Christian, their religion has a bigger influence on their politics, and a liberal Christian, their politics has a bigger uh, influence Oh, absolutely. That's on, on why they. Religion. That's why they've you know, changed a lot yeah, of their policies. Right? Exactly. That's why I think it's easier to sit at that table because the overwhelming driving force in that person's life is their liberal politics, not their their religion. Yeah, I don't know if they would admit that. Though. No, I, I'm because, sure they would. Because they can always find ways to justify their positions. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like um, same-sex marriage issue that a lot of the mainline churches had to work through. Well, they had to totally reinterpret text and all that to make that work. So they were kind of reverse engineering. It's, so it's like they thought they believed this all the time. It's, no. it's mm-hmm. apologetics acrobatics. He did all that without saying the, the M word either. You sure? It's pretty impressive. Hey, he has not said the M word. I, if he, if yes. he has, I have. Missed I'm, I it. think I snuck it in there. We'll have to we'll have to go back and listen. No, you're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> you you won't. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'll just say it now. I'll name line. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, my lesson is I will be less presumptuous about everybody sitting at these tables. Well, because okay, I have but, not made that mistake again. Yeah, because I was I mean, like, oh my god, what a moron. That's <laughs> to me. I uh, to have a uh, you know a trumper. I think is pretty much in the minority in the atheist community. A little bit more common, ah, but still not, you know, a, not of atheists. No, but in the atheist community, that is exactly the point. Ah, they yeah, may yeah, be yeah. atheists. You're, you're Trump atheists. Not part of the club. Right, yeah, right. they're not. They're not coming to skeptics at the pub. Yeah. Uh, on, on, on Thursday nights. Well, then, you know, so that begs a question: is if there's enough of them to form their own meetup group, why not do there that? May, there may or may not be. Right. You're going to do mega atheists in meetup? And you have like two or three people. Well, <laughs> wouldn't we rather have them to have a bigger tent as an atheist community? It would be interesting had we been able to you know, pick this guy's, not kick his brains, pick his brains, to find out where are you on religious 
freedom and you know, all the other kind of stuff that your party is aligned with, how does that, that influence listen your... To, just listen to the language you're using now. Your party. And it feels like a political purity test is, you know, like, yes, okay, you're atheist, but what do you think about all these other things that we think are horrible? Mm -hmm. If you're really atheist, why don't you think the way I think? <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's the free and free thinker, man? Yeah. That combination doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to me. You. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. But... It, but doesn't have to. Right. Because your combination doesn't make sense to Tom. Uh, none oh, yeah. of, our, none oh, yeah. of our combinations do. And vice versa. When you have somebody who is ostensibly on your team, but are we pushing them away? And, and look, if they're really serious MAGA hats, we wouldn't like them anyway. Yeah. But this guy didn't say anything about that until I shot my mouth off. I entered it from the wrong door. And he could easily say, like, I didn't come here for that, and probably didn't. I brought it into the conversation in a negative way. You thought you were in a safe space. I, I did. <laughs> and it, so did he. Exactly. And it wasn't. Neither one of you were. Yeah. <laughs> well, him more than me, because I'm, yeah. the, I'm the original one, like, putting armor on. We're all in the same club, right? Yeah, we yeah. hate those people. Yeah. So, but think about this. So, if we were to reverse time and go back when Obama was president, we probably didn't have as many topics about politics as we are now. Right. It's kind of hard to think of the previous well, life. You know but, why? Yeah. You know why though? Because we, we were, our guy was in charge. We still had the Mitch McConnells working against. Yeah, and yeah. So but, our, but our guy, our, our guy was still in charge, and. Yeah. There was. But we were we were having discussions like, did you hear at the State of Union? He said, "People of of faith and people of no, no faith." faith? Yeah. yeah. We also talked about the obstruction. Yeah. We also talked about the birtherism and the racism and the. Yeah. There was the not nominating a, a Supreme Court justice. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah but we it didn't was, have the daily shit show that we're exposed to now. Is we've no. never had the daily shit show. That we're right, supposed ever. to now. Yeah. I mean, but, we had 12 years of Bush and Reagan. We had eight years of, of W. Bush, and it was never yeah. at this level. You know, we were talking about it from the aggrieved majority angle. If the guy was a birther, to me, that's different. If he just likes it because he thinks tax cuts are great. And that's the other part. I don't want my money to go to free stuff for all those other people. Personal those, responsibility and bootstraps. And those all, are, you know, those, right. That's an argument that you can make. I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, you don't necessarily agree with Maybe that's where he's coming from, but he's still atheist and he yeah. wants mm -hmm. to keep religion out of schools. That seems disconnected from the policies of the person he likes. So I would have a problem with him. I would have an atheist discussion with him on that. Yeah, how you do know? you arrive at this conclusion? Like just kind of you know, curious. And yeah. I like all the rest of the stuff. I'm going to go. I'm going to take the 80 I love and hold my nose to the 20 I don't because I love the 80 more. These things don't align with what you say you believe. What are the things that outweigh this? If I can give you a list of, of these things that are cons, what are the pros to supersede these? At that point... You're almost negotiating on whether or not you want to continue interacting with this person yeah. beyond that. Right. You know, but what it also does is it takes a huge chunk of what a lot of us talk about off the table. Right. Can't talk about that because right. Bob's here. We don't, oh, we don't talk oh. about that with Bob. How about them Falcons, Bob? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe that's something that the group needs to be more attentive to. Or, hey, we are who we are. And... You're down with it? Great. If you're not, to your point, you might want to find a, another avenue for the atheism that we all agree on, mm -hmm. which sounds kind of harsh and defeating in the big picture, but the other way is kind of difficult. You guys all have people in your 
in your daily lives that you have those quarantine conversations mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. there yep. you probably run out of things to say faster because of it. I mean, I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Family members, people that work and every once in a while, even with those people that are quarantined, you know, there might be something that you think is that, that funny, much like, egregious and you're yeah. going to stick it to them. It's like I at work, I have I have liberal <laughs> conversations with some people, and, and I have like you know atheist type conversations with with other people, and then there's some people I can have both those conversations with. But you're not talking to the Trump people there. I can't think. I'm sure there are. Definitely are. But I can't think of one that, that I know <laughs> that is their hat pro. Anyway. Yeah, pro dotard. For the most part, at my office, it is not discussed. When when his name is brought up, everybody pretty much has the same reaction. So in your office, that's pretty much everybody keeps their head down on politics and religion and just gets their work done? Yeah, for the most part, you definitely have people that you can talk things about, like to Don's point. It's probably for the better, particularly when you have to have like difficult conversations with people or you need something from somebody or they need something from you. You don't want any of that to be kind of larded over the work stuff. It needs to be just about the work and not about who this person is or what they believe or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Talk about sports and kind of like with atheism. Mm-hmm. Somebody pops their mouth off. I won't be the first person to say something, but yeah. I'll be the second. Um, on atheism, uh, on politics, if somebody ventures a little too far out, I'm going to go out too. But I, I don't want to be the first one. Right. Do you have a group that goes out after work on occasion to grab a beer and, and where you have more uh, casual conversations? Mm-hmm. Huh. No, Nobody goes out for beers after work. See, that's something that's perhaps changed. I mean, it's been over 30 years since I've been in an office environment. But, you know, back in the day, you know, everybody in the office pretty much, you know, we Friday happy hour. That was we'd com- all go yeah, a out. common thing. To be honest, I don't know what anybody's politics was mm-hmm. back then. I'm talking, you know, back in the 80s. I don't think we really talked about politics. But, you know, now as I follow as some of the... divisive in the 80s as they are now. Yeah, I'm pretty divisive. It's been yeah, turned not up. Like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a central point of conversation anyway. I mean, you know, we mostly talked about work-related kind of stuff. We might have talked about the economy. Sure, the and, usual work yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You but, know, and then slightly louder after drink number two. That's not much of a thing, particularly if you have young kids. People got longer commutes. Both spouses work. It's not like you're working, your wife's at home, getting everything set up, taking the kids to practices. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm going to, I don't work too far from Barley Garden. I'm going to go to Barley Garden. They got tap takeover. I'll yeah. see you by eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That'll go over poorly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Unless um, you invited her, you know. And, and that's what some of our. Sorry, kids. You're not going to practice. Right. Mommy and daddy got to have a couple of pops after work. <laughs> Yeah, you're not exactly going to be parent of the year. Who's going to take me to practice? Right. Start walking now. Right. <laughs> it's raining. I'm still at practice. I, I got one more glass yeah. and a flight left. Come yeah. on. It's, it's the Imperial Stout. I've been waiting for this. Can you not I find a tree? They only make this once a, once a year. For no. like, you know, it's a three-week run. Oh, it's lightning? And then go out to the middle of the field and lay down flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Recommendations? Anybody got a recommendation? Oh, did we did we solve this, I this think last did. issue though? Yeah, oh, I, I feel much better about myself. <laughs> I do not have a a recommendation. I've I've got one. It's a it's a pretty quick one. It's uh, a book. I usually have a, a documentary mm-hmm. or a show or something. You're usually the guy that comes along with a book. Yep. Well, I got a book. It's called Fuck Trump: An Adult Coloring Book, Volume One. It's available on. Tell, every, tell everybody in your office. <laughs> yeah, tell you. Yeah. Is this for our, our conservative listeners? You're it's for, it's for uh, anybody that wants to just say right. fuck Trump. It's 
Six ninety nine on Amazon. The author, you should ask me. Well, who's the author? Who's the author? Uh, a nasty woman. No name, just a nasty woman. Is, is oh, the wasn't that credited Clinton? author? Well, I thought uh, he called no, her the no nasty name. woman. I, I don't know, but it's there's one that says "fuck Trump." It's got some mushrooms. It's got one that says "our country" with a fish. Hold um, it up to the mic so they can see, yeah, the see it. There's another one that says <laughs> "impeach" with a little kitty cat, and you can color the kitty cat. Well, what's so adult about this? That's do you know? Very adult, nice. Do you know adult color, coloring books are a thing? I, I do. That's like a yeah. therapeutic kind of thing, yep. I guess. A stress reliever. Have you tried it? Have you tried coloring? I do have an adult coloring book. Is it the Fuck Trump adult? I would, it, oh no, it isn't. It, it is, is now. <laughs> it's actually it's actually kind of woo. Huh? A lot of, there's a lot of the sun catcher type things and uh, oh, you know, the okay. symbols and so, just thought about that. So got a lot right. of crystals in there. Maybe and... maybe they're trying to make me love to color with love. Well, hmm. and what you're doing is you're being present, being fully present. Being in the moment. So you're being meditative. Hmm. Mm-hmm. By coloring inside the square. Huh. That doesn't feel meditative well, to me. That is not meditative But it's to me. cleared your other thoughts out. As, as you're doing all this to keep in the square, yeah. you can't think about dotard or other issues because you're focused there. So you're being present. Hmm. No, you could I argue that I'm not being present because I'm... I'm trying to forget everything that is present. <laughs> so you're trying to numb me with colors and drawing in a line. I'm a free thinker, Jeff. Right. I want to color outside the lines, man. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Scribble. No. Like I said, six ninety nine on uh, Amazon. It's twenty five single sided adult coloring pages, uh, ranging from moderate to complex in detail. Is it available on Kindle? <laughs> I don't think I so. I can just see people yeah. doing that. Yeah. But yeah, I need to get one of these and some, uh, get some crayons. So, order yours while supplies last. There we go. And on that note, email us. Send us an email at thegodlessheathens at yahoo.com. You can check out our Twitter feed at Godless Podcast. And we also have the hidden, the private, the closed Facebook Godless Heathens Podcast Discussion Group. If you ever wanted to see what the inside of Jeff's beer refrigerator looks like, yeah. you can see it. Oh, somebody posted it. I took a picture of your refrigerator, your beer fridge last night, and posted it to the group. Okay. We've gotten 50 replies we so far. We told you about this yeah. before the show. Yeah. I, I know. I didn't know you actually posted it, though. Oh, but yeah. You just took a picture. No, I, I wasn't taking a picture for, my, had, for, it, for myself. I can't even remember how many likes it had from the story. Were you in the moment, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Or were you in another moment? I'm in another moment. <laughs> 50, <laughs> by the way. I need sleep, man. 50 at the time. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. Five stars. Listen to us on Podbeam. Watch us on YouTube. And it's unholy right-wing radicalizing algorithm. <laughs> or your podcatcher app, Overcast, the preferred iOS podcast app of two-thirds of the Godless Season podcast. Remember, it's better because Don can't use it. He can't? Well, I could if I went and got an iPhone. I bet you could pull it up on I'm self-extracting myself from uh, Overcast. But as far as invitations for our our empty chair here, I'm thinking if there's a conservative atheist that's still listening to our show or happened upon it before they listened to all the content, we'd be interested in having you sit in. Absolutely. That'd be an interesting conversation. We'll be gentle. No, we will be we will be real. We will not <laughs> okay. be gentle. We are that, did you not listen to the first part of the show? I don't want to be gentle. I want them. I want the other side to submit. Okay. Occasionally, <laughs> bow down <laughs> to Moloch. And so, anyway, that's that's my open invitation there. All right. So sounds good. With that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
shoot him with my gun. He made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum. But the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil will go. The devil is my friend. And Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla go. Godzilla is my friend. And Shrinko was my friend. And Brishnev was my friend. And Andrew Bob, he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend. And Frank Sinatra is my friend. Frank Sinatra is my friend. Wherever I go, Sinatra goes. Frankie is my friend. And love and rockets are my friends. Love and rockets are my friends. And you can insert that wherever you want.